Welcome to the very first A Conversation With podcast hosted by Steel Student Media. In the studio today, we have the Lord Mayor of Sheffield, Majid Majid, to discuss some things such as his plans on the office, racism he's experienced while the mayor, and his love for professional wrestling and much, much more. Without any further ado, let's get straight into the interview. So we are recording now, and then I'll edit everything out. So, cool. you ready to go? <laughs> Let's rock and roll. Cool. So, luckily enough, today I've got a special guest in the studio. Uh, I'm going to introduce you. Don't try and steal my thunder here. <laughs> so, we've got a big man in Sheffield. We've got the Lord Mayor Majid Majid. How you doing? I am hungry. I'm fine. <laughs> hungry. I've got some crisps. If you want them? No. Do you know what it is, mate? It's just one of being one of those days. It's been quite a long day but I've been looking forward to this so thank you for having me on. No worries I'm really glad to have you on the first episode of this. So first of all how are you doing? How are you coping mentally? You've got a few months left in the job. How's um, things going? Do you know it's it's exhausting and put a lot, I'm putting a lot well I always put a lot of pressure on myself to be honest like knowing I've got just over two months left and it's trying to I guess fit everything in and just do as much things as I can so yeah it's in honesty it's been a blessing it really really has been but it's yeah no I'm coming to the end of it. So I want to I want to sort of start off today with talking about some of the things that we do here at Steel. So I want to sort of give a little introduction to some of the podcasts we do and get your opinion on some of the things and start off that way. So one of our main podcasts we do is called The Music Fox, where we just discuss music news and break down everything. Um, so what sort of music do you listen to? What is in the Majid playlist? Oh, shall I get my Spotify out? That I want to hear. I want to hear some <laughs> of the things in there. This is a real life update, so you can tell I'm not going to be making it up. Okay, what have I recently been listening to? So I have been listening to an artist called Octavian. He recently, because he won the BBC Sound of 2018. Okay. And Octavian have been listening to him. Been listening to some Frank Ocean. Ooh, always been, good, always good. Yeah, and big fan of, some generally big fan of um, Alabama Shakes. Okay, what sort, what sort of genre are they? They're like um, soul rock. Basically. Oh, like, that yeah, sounds quite interesting. They're, they're really, really good. And be listening to a bit of Joe Cocker, a bit of old school with a little help from my friends. And J. Cole. Ooh, love J. Cole. Um, band called The Kills. I think I've heard of them, but I can't yeah, remember why. Yeah, two piece band called The Kills. So, yeah, I'd say it's quite eclectic, to be honest. But a bit of more town, old school. Ooh. So, yeah. Well, what makes a good album to you? What, do you, what sort of things oh, do you look for when you're listening question. to something? Great question. What I absolutely. I love listening to an album from beginning to end. So I love so the storyline. Like I love the whole conceptual album. I guess sometimes you can just mishmash it together, but it's not coherent. I love just for it to be a body of work that just takes you through different emotions and it's just up and down, but really makes you feel something. What was your favourite album of last year? Oh, last year. I don't even know what came out last year. Love big rap records. J. Cole put KOD out. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. I still, my favourite J. Cole album is Forest Hill Drives. I think I, I, you have to agree. Yeah, like it's a... It's a hard one to top. Yeah, it really, really... So, yeah, I, I did like KOD, but that's my favourite. But I, I generally have no idea what my favourite album of last year was. And this is this might be an even harder one. So if you could listen to one artist exclusively for the rest of your life, who would it be and why? Okay, two seconds. Oof. It could be a really interesting one, this. I feel like with the range of people you've already suggested, it really could be anyone here. If I could listen to one band or artist. Yeah, so one band, artist, whatever. Just one singular group of people forever. So that would have to also mean that they'd have to have lots of different styles of music. Yeah. Within. And that, so... I'd probably say Queen. Queen? Can't be, it can't be Freddie Mercury's voice, can you? Yeah, and it's just, just how different, like, all that have a bit different. So, yeah, I'd... Uh, it's tough. Hopefully, we'll never be in a situation where we'd have yeah, to listen. Yeah, no, hopefully. To <laughs> I always put it out to people, but no one ever knows what to say. Yeah. Everyone's like, I'd probably say, um, yeah, Queen, just because they have got such a wide range. Interesting discussion. So, as well as that, we also have a, a show called The Sports Sit Down, which, is, as kind of name, the name implies, three of my friends sit down and they just discuss sports. Stop. Let me just interject you right now. Do you know Mick Foley's in Sheffield? I do. I'm seeing him tomorrow night. I'm no, sh- 
I'm so excited. I knew you'd be excited. I've got the premium tickets. <laughs> my, my friend, my good friend Tom bought me the, uh, the premium tickets. So I've got to pay him back over the next few months, but I'm are, so excited. Yeah, but you never thought that would be happening. <laughs> so Mitch from Breed Pro Wrestling told me that he knew that this was going to be happening. And I just, I just started crying. I was, all, I was a mess. I was like, I need to get tickets. And the night they came out, the night they came out, me and t- my friend Tom came around and was like, we need to get them, we need to get them. Do you call him Mick Foley, Cactus Jack? What's, what's your favourite persona? Favourite persona is probably, probably Mankind because it was the first one I saw. Yeah. The, one of the first matches I saw was the Hell in a Cell where he got thrown off the top. Holy so, <laughs> so, Infamous. Such a so it was one of the first things I ever saw. So that sort of like hooked me in. Yeah. But I think he's done so much. I just call it like, I, I think just the character of him in general is just a, is just a massive Everybody thing. Everybody loves Mick Foley. Everyone loves Mick Foley. So I wanted to talk about Breed anyway, so I'll touch on that now. How did you get involved with the show? Because you were there at Sunday Night Yeet last month. I can't ask you, what does Yeet stand for? Does it stand for So, my, the, the origin of Yeet to me is from that meme where a girl throws like a, a can of Coke or something in a corridor and just shouts Yeet when she's throwing it. Okay. So if, to me, it just it's just like whatever. It's like when you do something big. You, yeah, yeah. I kind of thought I just didn't know if that was like it stood for like acronym for some sort. Of I've got no. They might. They may. It may do. But yeah. And so they came to see me basically, and I was like, yeah, hundred. Anyway, I could support. It was like homegrown, Sheffield based, and yeah, anything I could do to support. And I was like. I got too excited. I was like, oh my God, would they let me, can I choke slam someone? Can I just hit someone with a chair? Can I, and then they're like, oh, maybe not. I was like, oh. So I just spat in someone's face. Well, I heard, <laughs> I heard from Mitch that the reason your nickname is Magic is because back in your uni days, you set up an MMA society and you were Majid Co- Majid, the submission magician. Yeah, Magic Majid, the submission magician. Yeah, I used to win a lot of my fights by submitting people. What was your what was your MMA record? Do you remember? So, um, well, it was supposed to be about like, because um, when I was at uni, we used to kind of just compete with the uni. So it was kind of like, I'm, I'm not lost a single fight. At amateur level university. But of course, in sparring and stuff like that, like, I'm always competing fighting against people a lot better than me and whatnot. But um, I always used to, my favourite submission was the North-South Kimura. Ooh. So basically, I'd, it's really quite painful because I literally start off by side control and just yeah. work my way and literally shove my groin <laughs> like in someone's face. But like then the groin bone and I literally just yeah. cause a lot of discomfort and then just get their arm and just rip their arm off. Is that your big plan after office? You're going to leave and just go, join the UFC. <laughs> I, can you imagine like, yes. Yeah, oh, for, former Lord Mayor Majid Majid in the UFC going against Conor McGregor. <laughs> sure that you can't be loving it. That, yeah, that'd be it. Big uh, side slags, but yeah, no, it's I've no, but like, yes, yeah, so I still watch a lot of MMA, um, yeah, so I'm always watching the UFC. So, like, I'm just like, honestly growing up, like, wrestling was such a big part of my growing up, like, WWF, like, Dudley Boys, oh my god, like, honestly, I can't remember, like, secondary school, primary school, we just used to play and just do wrestling moves on each other, basically, and so it's the rock. I used to have the poster of The Rock on my wall, like The Rock. I think I did as well. I used to have a, I had a glow in the dark Jeff Hardy poster. So oh, I hate the Hardy boys. Oh, just because no. they were rivals with the Dudley boys. Oh, so no. I just used to be like, no, I was, Dudley boys. I was a Hardy boy when I was younger. Like, Devon, like, get the I, table. So when I, I went to school one day, I think, with a fancy dress, and I'd stole loads of my mum's tights and ripped holes in them so I could like Jeff Hardy. No way. She was fuming. Ah. But like we took it really seriously, so one day I went to my friend's house and we were wrestling on the trampoline, and I, I accidentally broke his brother's nose because I fell on him and dropped my knee into his nose. What's that move that they had? Like you know when you used to like you used to go ah, and then you used to kind of grab and drop them. Oh, it was, it was one of the Hardy Boys, definitely. Oh, the Twister Fate. The Twister Fate, literally. It's going ah, and you just go boom. Remember TLC fight, table ladders and chairs, yeah. three way. Oh my, that was the first God. thing I ever saw. <laughs> And do the they first, still do that in WWE? Yeah, they, they have a they have like an event every year called TLC now. So they have at least one TLC match a year. Oh my and god. It's, it's crazy. Three like tag teams. They know they don't always do tag teams nowadays. The the last one I don't remember the last big like tag team one they did. But there has been I know last year there was a, there was quite a few TLC matches on the but they'll do like t- they'll do like chairs matches now and they do like so the whole night will be like gimmick matches so they'll have a, t- a chairs match a tables match a ladder match and then the big TLC match as well. They still have Hell in the Cell. Yeah, they do they do that once a year as well. A WrestleMania or is it SummerSlam? They do. Well, they have they have like a separate event for it now as well. So like in the middle of the year they have a thing called mm. just called Hell in a Cell, which is, it takes a bit of the fun out of it because you, you know when it's coming. But yeah, exactly. But, it is what it is, but WrestleMania is next next month, this month coming up. Shall I say, interesting right. time. Well, when you when you were at Sunday Night Yeet, you were with a guy called Lucky Kid, 
right? Yes. Lucky kid over the weekend won a big European competition. He I won. See. He won a thing called XWX uh, 16 karat. Is there any? Do you reckon they'll ever, you, you and you reckon that you and Lucky Kid will ever reunite, and he can be your deputy again? Oh, possibly. Possibly. I'd like to think that happens sometime in the future. He's here. He's here at the weekend. He's flying over again. What's he doing on the week? Oh, City Hall. City Hall. Snap. Is that this weekend? Isn't it? It is. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, I'm literally I'm away in London this week. What when, when is it this weekend? What time is it Saturday? Um, right? It's Sunday. Sunday. I think it starts starts at five, ends at nine. Yeah, I'm in Bradford, London, Bradford. So sadly, I won't be able to see him, but I'm definitely like because the um, the guys are going to have it monthly, aren't they? Aren't yeah. They? So the that plan is, is such a commitment. The plan it? is every uh, the second Sunday of every month they'll be at the Picture House again doing another show. So that's the plan from them. I'll probably start going every month, to be honest. I can't wait to see you there. <laughs> um, as well as, so I wanted to touch back on your university days a little bit. So you're the president of the Student Union at University of Hull. Is that where your like political journey really began? So yeah, so I knew I cared about certain issues, but I, whether that be having better sports provision for students, eradicating the hidden cost, cost standing for free education, but that's when I just started to get a bit more engaged. So um, is that why you wanted to run for the president role and not go for one of the other ones? You wanted to just sort of like get everything out as much as you could? Yeah, definitely. And I just see as a pl- platform to really just campaign on certain issues and I thought that'd be a really good platform to do that on. Uh, right now as you speak, the elections are happening at Hallam and around the around, Oh really? Around yeah, Hallam at the moment, as well. Yeah. What do you think is really important in a student election? How do you reckon people should vote? For, like what, what are you looking for do when you, you vote know, for someone? Do you know what? There's someone who I feel as if like is going to really engage because if you think about it, the amount of thousands of students that like each university has got, how many of them really engage with the students' union? It's, it's a case of like literally bringing the students' union to them and just having somebody who's going to have that drive to really try and reach those students who feel underrepresented or feel as if like they actually haven't got a voice and within their students' union. So yeah, that's what I'd probably go for. Well, so when's the election day at Hallam? Um, it's on right now, so it's, it's all week and elections end at 12 p.m. Uh, 12 p.m. on Friday. Have there been many candidates? Um, there's quite a lot. There's, I think, president. There's four, uh, but like, wealth, our welfare and community officer has about nine running for it. I think wow. activities got about eight. Wow. Um, sports is about six, and education. I think it's got about five or six now. I think someone had to be pulled out of it. Wow. There was some illegal going on. <laughs> someone was trying to so beg for some votes. Drama. Yeah. It's always drama. Well. See, I wanted to talk about this because a lot of young people like myself always want to talk to you and want to do stuff with you. Why do you reckon so many young people bother and now care about politics because of you? Do you know what it is, mate? It's, I think sometimes people need to see themselves in politicians or other people for them just to believe in them. And I feel as if like it's, honestly, first of just by me being honest and just being myself and not feeling like I have to betray my character or anything, that really, really helps. And if you look at, whether that be local government or national government, people, people just feel as if like those people who are in power don't reflect the people that they're there to represent. So when someone like me comes along who's just a bit different to what they normally used to see and was a bit ordinary that they can relate to, people feel a bit more engaged and are willing to listen a lot more. So it's just being people being able to like see themselves in others. So last month there was the big climate change march, which you helped lead outside the town hall. How mm. successful do you think the march was? I thought it was amazing. Just I, I remember when I was their age and like when I was in secondary school, we used to basically when we used to not go to school, we used to bloody be to play PlayStation and just to do some complete nonsense, not to actually go and actually campaign for something actually useful and something's going to actually make a difference. So I was actually so inspired. I was proud. I generally was like in awe of just how not just engaged with how knowledgeable they were and how much they actually cared. So kudos to them massively. What do you think the government needs to do to be successful in solving the climate change issue? Do you think there's like one or two specific things they could do to sort of help? Honestly, first of all, listen. Like it's, this is, I think even if they literally just took it a lot more serious and not always putting it on the back burner of like, oh, you will sort it out later and we need to sort it. But actually putting certain policies in place to lower our carbon emission because there is things that we actually, of course, it's just not going to be the UK's role just to help stop climate change to how fast it's going. It's going to take the cooperation of lots of different countries from around the world. But Britain has got an opportunity to actually take the lead on that by setting the example. So we'd actually want a lot of 
strong leadership from our government. And one of your t-shirts was, we need to fix the world, right? It was the 24th of December, 2030. In all honesty, do you reckon that we can do that? Do you reckon that we can put enough pl- like, things in place you know to fix like, that? Yeah, because the UN put out a report saying, if we don't change our ways by um, within the next 12 years, we're basically all screwed. So that's why I was like, Earth best before, basically, 2030. So it's like, we really need to get our shit together. And I generally, I, you have to be hopeful. I can't be anything but hopeful, to be honest. So, oh my God, has anyone ever said you look like John Cena? I've never heard that. I've never heard that in my Genuinely. Genuinely. I'm going to take that because he is a very good looking man. Genuinely. So I don't know if he's a heck of a, he's looking like, like you, I don't, you look a bit like John Cena. I'm going to take that. Yeah, genuinely. I'm, Sorry, ta- I'm, telling, I'm telling everyone that. Yeah, That's genuinely. me on new Twitter bio. Majid Majid thinks I look like John Cena. John Cena. Genuinely. But and coming back to say climate change. But yeah, like just, I generally, yeah, you have to be hopeful. And I feel as if like a lot of young people are really carrying that hope and really just, just, I literally doing what what um, politicians are failing to do. So anyway, I can support them, I will. So I wanted to talk about this because a lot of the, uh, I found that information out from your t-shirt. That's the first time I saw the big report they put out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I looked into it more and I was trying to, trying to like change as many things I can do to help. Mm-hmm. Um, how and why did you start to start to decide to start selling t-shirts? Do you know what it is? It's, it's When I took the role, I thought, listen, how can I get certain messages out there? I could write a blog post, but that's boring. Nobody's going to, you know, like, it's just not as effective. So I thought, if I could still write something but also if I can just do something that's in your face I guess just something creative so that's how I thought you know what I'm gonna squat everywhere I'm just gonna basically well that was a question someone wanted to know why do you someone like tweeted in and said why do you squat everywhere you're not supposed to squat <laughs> do you know what <laughs> it's, I guess you can say it's my symbol of defiance and it's just funny how people just get so annoyed and frustrated. People get so mad. And it's like, Jesus, it's just, I'm just squatting. It's like, it's disrespectful. I'm like, but why do you give a shit? Like, do you what's it disrespectful to though? Yeah, like, you're like, just squatting down. Yeah, like, what? and it's like, oh, you're putting your shoes on the table. Like, people don't know, every single picture, I wear a brand new pair of Doc Martens. They're all different in every single picture. I have a question about this. I was going to say, where did this love of Doc Martens come from? You, How has it begun? And it's just, yeah, do you know I what, never see without a pair. Yeah, do you know what it is? I've always worn them. Like, but then it's because I knew like, cause I'm, and I, I knew I was in the role for 12 months. I thought each month I'm going to have a different campaign. So to get the message out, I'm going to basically squat somewhere inside the town hall with a different t-shirt with a message on it and a different hat and with a different pair of Doc Martens. And it's just going to be the theme every month, basically. Like I go, and I, that's how I'll go and chair the full council meeting. So people are like, what hat is he going to be wearing this time? What t- what's message is going to be in the T-shirt? Like, what paradox marches is he going to have on? So it's just, and plus it's like, people just always say, imagine it like, are you just, you're always just attention seeking. I'm like, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm literally peacocking. I'm really trying to get as much attention as possible yeah. to as many different causes as I can just to use my platform to really get those messages out there. So it's, yeah, it's just, and plus I feel as if like it's been working. Like people like, because the picture is so ridiculous, it grabs your attention because it and does it so much better than just a form of text. Well, there was the one, the uh, the picture with the sombrero. Yes. That one went viral everywhere. Yeah. People were so outraged. That, how dare Sheffield's mayor wear a sombrero? Yeah. How dare he have a sense of humour? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was hysterical. Yeah. It's just so ridiculous. Do you know, again, it's like, like it's, there's no formula. There's no formula in getting things to go viral. You can try, but it's like, no worries. Oh. Busy man. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was that was given to me from like the local Mexican community in Sheffield. And it was a case of like a big F you to Donald Trump. And it was like to top it off as well, it was like, yeah, July the fourteenth is also Mexico Solidarity Day. And then I was like, people asking also what we're doing for Mexico Solidarity Day. I was like, holy shit, we have to do something. And then I literally did because then I, I literally organized this like what ended up basically a tequila. Tequila crawl around Sheffield, kind of thing. But it was great. It was great. What's as well as a demo and everything that went with it. 
so you quite where did your interest in fashion begin then because you're quite a fashionable guy you like to <laughs> you like to look after yourself you like oh, to make sure geez. you're looking good where did it start <laughs> i actually think i'm probably don't care myself after but thank you so much but do you know what it is it's i don't know like it's i like to think i just it's quite it's quite simple like in honesty, like I normally don't wear branded clothes, apart from this jacket that I'm wearing, just because I like the colours and I thought I can't avoid. It. But like normally, I just try to wear like simple but effective things. But I mean, one thing also is I wear the same cap for the entire year. It's not the exact same cap. I have gone through different yellow caps every year. But why the yellow cap, right? That is on the. It's on. It's the next question. <laughs> is that the next question. <laughs> where did the Where did the idea of the yellow hat come from? Do you know what it is, right? It's first of all. It matches, it matches the gold chain. <laughs> That's se- the best. I don't think he needs to give another. Just it matches Second the chain. of all, it's the same colour of custard, which I absolutely love custard. <laughs> 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 the fact that this is your reasoning. <laughs> and third of all, do you know, like, yellow is a colour of, like, sunshine. It's a colour of hope. It's just got good connotations to yellow. So I just thought, yeah, yellow's, yellow, just going to wear the yellow hat. And normally I always, like, in pictures I always wear it backwards. I was going to say, today you wore it forward. Yeah, really? I just can't be bothered today. Like, sometimes I'm just like, I mean, but normally I've always got it backwards. I feel like I need to get myself one. Yeah, I feel like I need to get myself one just wear it everywhere. <laughs> be like, but have you noticed, as from, you might not notice, right? I buy, when I buy the hat, it comes with a red rose. Yeah. The red rose is the rose of Lancashire. You know, the whole battle of the roses. Yeah. And the Yorkshire, the Yorkshire rose is white. So originally when I wore the red, red, like, the red rose, people kept having a go at me. Like, why on earth are oh, you wearing like, a was, red rose? As a journalist, I was so annoyed with all the papers. You know, um, when the it was... P- puppy? Yes. Oh, I was so, so angry. So, so, let me say, so what I do is, you may not notice, I tipex the hat. Yeah. It comes with a red rose, but I actually tipex and I make it you white. You tipex it? Yeah, yeah, just oh, get okay. tipex. I was pen. thinking that it was white because I thought you'd intentionally made it white. No, 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 no. So like it's, like it's, it, the hat comes with a um, yellow ro- red rose. Yeah. Which it basically is the rose of Lancashire. Yeah. And then people in Sheffield, Yorkshire, like, why are you wearing red rose? It has to be white rose. So then I tipex the white rose. And since since literally like June, like May June, May June, I've just been wearing it with yellow. I mean, with a white white rose. It's on. I think it's became a thing. It's became a big thing. Like if you don't see you without the hat, you don't feel complete. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah, time yeah, I've yeah. seen you, you've been wearing the hat. So yeah. Oh, like, not even that. Just, just a form of hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Def- yellow hat, definitely. Because I think the final question on fashion was, what's your favorite? What's your favorite hat you've worn at a council meeting? Oh, gr- oh my god, that's a great. I didn't once wear like a. Um, and helmet, which was a miner's helmet. I think it's like a motorcycle helmet and have like a full visor. Oh my god, I might actually do that. And then you can pull the visor ah! when you pull the visor ah! when you talk, and when you're not talking, put the visor down. Ah. <laughs> do you know? Honestly, I swear to God, do you know, it can be difficult at times. Like, fuck, I ran out of hot ideas. Yeah, where, like, what else is there to do? So I've got two more months left, right? I've got April and May. Yeah. And I'm like, fucking, what hats have I not worn? <laughs> <laughs> that I can actually wear at the council meeting. So I guess a full-blown helmet with a vice, that would be different. And balaclava, oh my God. <laughs> you should so wear The media would lose their <laughs> mind. Can you imagine if the Lord Mayor shows up in a balaclava? Oh the son are going to try and destroy you. Oh my God. He's I'm a like... thug, he's a criminal, look at him. I'm going to actually come in a balaclava. Probably... The one in May, I'm going to come in at balaclava, my last one. You should get a yellow balaclava and then have a rose on top of it. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to come in. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. That might be the best idea for the next council meeting. Yeah. Just come in a balaclava. I think. Do you know, I'm going to roll it up and I'm just going to roll it down. <laughs> Throughout the uh, throughout the uh, meeting, it just casually just gets lower yeah. and lower. <laughs> I think that's the best idea you've came up with so far. That'd be funny. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. All right, I wanted to touch on a bit of a serious issue here. So when I asked for questions online on Twitter beforehand to try and see if there was anything specific that any of my friends, anyone that follows the society's account, wanted to know, um, and there was someone who I tweeted out like, "We're really lucky to have Majid come in on the 12th." And they're like, you're not lucky at all. Um, and it's became, a, it's became a thing with loads of people around Sheffield just being racist at any single time to you, all the time, whenever possible. 
How do you how do you end up coping with it? How, like every time I've seen you, you're the most happy man. You've never you never leave the house without a smile. Yeah. Do you know what it is, man? It's honestly that like there never goes a couple of days without being called a cunt on Twitter or somewhere like that on Facebook, whatever, right? Or just some fun. But do you know what it is it's like first of all, thankfully I'm thick skin, but also like my time is so limited. First of all, you'll never also see me debating or arguing with anybody online. Nobody cares, nobody listens. You can't win people over. But also my energy is limited. So I'd rather just be focusing all my energy on the positivity and the positive stuff, the negative stuff. And it's like, I get it. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Like, if I'm trying to be everyone's cup of tea, I might as well be a mug. Like, I'm just yeah. not going to. And it's like, I'm people. And as well, because I don't sit on the fence and I am vocal and I will use my platform just to speak my mind and do whatever, people don't like that. And people will just call me whatever and just say whatever and it's like honestly ask these people <clears throat> who was the last Lord Mayor they don't even know they've never given a shit about Lord so it's like they're asking well what do you not like about the Lord Mayor they, they literally oh I just think he's disrespectful and they're like he's disrespect, disrespectful so do you honestly do you, so you hate him more because you claim he's disrespectful more than politicians who are actually screwing your life up XYZ like what it just baffles me it's just like do you know what I mean? it's just people at times I feel as if like you just don't like change and just well that's because like your whole your whole like ethos and thing you're trying to put, put over is that like you want there to be change you don't want the same things to be keeping happening so I think that's why a lot of students are really like interested in what you're trying to do because mm. we've been trying to put through change for such a long time now and nothing happens from us mm. so having a guy actually in there doing something goes this needs to change climate change is going on why are we doing nothing about it but then the older generation, like, how dare he talk on the stick? How dare he be our Lord Mayor yeah. and he sit down on things and he not yeah. he wear <laughs> he wear the chain out to put I, I was like as bling and it's like it oh, looks cool. Of course you're gonna wear it. Yeah. How heavy? How heavy is it? How it's heavy like is one, the chain? One point five kilograms. Like, no, but you've been loving this for your neck. You're gonna you're gonna leave and <laughs> neck muscles everywhere. Like, look at me. Yeah. Do, do you know? I'll tell you something interesting. I actually genuinely I don't like wearing the chain. Like, really? I genuinely, genuinely. I'll take it off you right now. I'll keep. I'll have it. <laughs> Do you know what it's like? It's as I don't know if anyone's people might have not noticed, but like with the pictures I take every month, I started off wearing the chain, then I slowly started to like have it in my hand, then it started to be like a prop somewhere, and the last one I haven't even had the, any like picture, any uh, uh, chain in it whatsoever. And do you know what it is? It's like I don't know. It's I feel as if like sometimes I wear the chain, it can be like disconnected because with other people, because it's like, well, am I only Lord May when I've got the chain? Why am I when I haven't got the chain? And it's like, I feel as if like, because nobody, no one else walks around with a bloody big gold chain. It looks cool, but also people fucking love to see the chain. Uh, everyone wants to see yeah, the chain. Exactly. Everyone wants it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then I'm like, nah, I'll wear it. <laughs> I feel like the difference is like you're gonna leave. You're gonna leave the position. It's gonna go back to like a little single small chain, and it's just like I've lost it. Yeah, it might feel really weird though, because if you've got something else around your neck, and it's just not the same weight, and it's just like what? Is, yeah. what I feel lost without it. Yeah. So I wanted to also, um, I wanted to talk about some sort of some. I want to talk about politics, but I don't want to do it in a boring way. I want to get this first question out that my friend Nathan wanted to ask. He wanted to ask who are your political heroes? Who got you actually interested in doing things? Do you know what it was like? It genuinely wasn't a specific political person. I think I was just tired of complaining. I thought, listen, so much rhetoric of fear, hate, division. There's just so much shit happening out there. If I can at least make my small part of the world, Sheffield, within my community, that'd be better. That's at least me contributing and doing something positive. But then it's literally just the people I meet day to day that genuinely inspire me. So it's not particular. Of course, there's certain politicians I admire, whether that be. Caroline Lucas, would that be Mary Black in Scotland? Whether that be Tony Benn who died? There's just certain kind of people who I admire um, politically doing amazing things. But it's just day-to-day -day people that I meet that inspire me. So I wanted to sort of, I wanted to talk about a few political issues, just that, like in the world right now, if they're not political issues, they're related to politics, but I don't want to do it normally. Mm. So I want to do a bit of a, wo a word association game with you. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to throw out a name that can either be a politician's name or something the government's done or something that's happened in the world, and I want your first opinion on it. It can be a word, it can be a sentence. Okay. But when I say a word, just whatever whatever comes to mind. Okay. Theresa May. Prick. Donald Trump. Prick. Wait, man. <laughs> Do you know what it's like? It's like just, to me, like, honestly, it's just putting party interest in her, like, her interest 
than the best interest of the public is. Everyone just whole Brexit situation. It's taken a after a, she's had two and a half years. So recently she's like, maybe we should actually start speaking with other people. Like maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah, might it's help. just you know, it's just this arrogant approach of we know what's best, which really does my head in. And Donald Trump is just literally just just a prick. Like you see, I can't. Like, he's, so, he's just so horrible. Kanye West, Donald Trump, one of Donald, Donald, Donald Trump's biggest supporter, but one of the maybe the best musicians of the last few years. Yeah, I fucking love Donald. I, think I, I genuinely Whoa. love Kanye West's music. And do you know what it's like? He's a bit like he's a bit confused. Like, because it's like it's he even came out and said, "Listen, he's leaving politics." He said that he was felt like he was being used inappropriately. So, do you know what it's? First of all, credit where courage you. Kanye West has got courage to come out and say things that. People may not agree with one another, but he definitely was a bit confused, probably. He wasn't, yeah, he, I feel like he was, yeah. Climate change. Action or extinction? The NHS. Everything. What is, more funding, more nurses, we, more... The NHS is our tragedy. It's such, like, we are so fortunate to live in a country where, regardless of what you have condition is you can get healthcare like it's, it's, it's crazy to think like other countries actually have to pay for it oh yeah I, so I've got a few friends from America and they, one of them was like oh luckily my uh, my uncle has some really good health insurance because he got he fell really ill last month and couldn't afford to pay for it but his company paid for it for him and I was like what the do you know what I'm saying just to have to actually think about that that we as just we can just go into a hospital and just get taken care of is so we're so fortunate we need to protect that at all costs homelessness and massive issue that needs addressing. It's it's been on the rise for how many years now. Same with bloody food banks as well. Can you believe fifth richest economy in the world? People are resorting to actually sleeping out on the street and actually going to food banks. And then they say we're all in this together. We need to tighten our belts. Bullshit. Brexit. Oh, someone's staring at me. Sorry. No <laughs> so no, she looks very excited. <laughs> and Brexit. Brexit, Brexit, it's just basically, do you know what it is, it's, uh, it's, I'm sorry I've put this thought, no, you no, look no, so no, mad. No. Do you know what it is, right, honestly, it's, first of all, the only reason we're in this position is David Cameron tried to appease the far right to win the general election, so he said he'll give him a general election vote, everybody thought we were going to win, they were, everybody thought we were going to win, there should have been a threshold, if shoulda, woulda, coulda, anyway, we are where we are at the moment, right, honestly, our elected politicians cannot agree on what it should be and the only and the only democratic way to solve this issue is to put it back to the people generally and it's not rerunning this it's not rerunning the second and uh, referendum we've already had the first one he's saying you said you want to leave these are the outcomes this is the best thing we can get these are options what do you want because our elected representatives cannot get together and decide jeremy corbyn Jeremy Corbyn. Um, <laughs> you sounded so confused with that. Like, oh, where do I take this yeah, one? Do you know what it is? It's I admire him in certain aspects because of his morals and principles or whatever. But at the same time, I feel as if like he's been weak on Brexit. He's been weak on proportionate represent proportional representation. The things that really, really matter. And again, I just feel as if like Labour just playing politics, party politics, rather than having the best interests of everyone at, at heart. Final one, refugees. Refugees, and it literally could be anybody. Like, God forbid something was happened to the UK and we could literally were forced to flee. And it's the case of like with refugees, right? Nobody chooses to leave their family, their friends, their home, their environment. Yes. Have they bloody, like, if, if it wasn't not bloody necessary with life and death, do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, honestly, this gets me so heated. And it's like, it's... literally, who... People know, do you know these boats that they get into? You're risking your life. What mother would put their ch children on there knowing that they can actually die and drown like, if, if it was a lot worse than staying where they are? So literally, it's just, it's devastating. And the fact that, like, we don't even take in our fair share of ch children refugees when everyone else in Europe is actually doing their part. And we literally said we couldn't even take in 3,000 child refugees because we couldn't afford them in. Yet we can afford millions of pounds to, to bloody to go to war and drop bombs and shit, which is gonna, in effect, gonna cost more 
and make more refugees. So it's just shit. Well, what I find really funny is that the government wanted to spend like two billion pounds on this high speed two rail railway, which is literally making the journey time like 10 20, minutes, 20, 20, 10, yeah. 20 minutes shorter, which has cost them now billions of pounds when we could have taken so many refugees and yeah. we could have helped so many people with that money. Yeah. We could have helped benefit the NHS. We could have helped fix yeah, so many fun, big issues. Yeah. And they're just like, nah, let's just build a railway that's a bit quicker. Such bullshit, isn't it? Like, where are the priorities? I want to sort of end this by just talking a bit more about you, you as a person and your time as a Lord Mayor. So a friend of mine, Luke, came to Sheffield and he met me in November and he asked on Twitter, what do you reckon is the coolest thing a tourist coming to Sheffield should do? <laughs> coolest thing a tourist should do? Coming to Sheffield. I would say, if I was to make an itinerary, and I would say go watch a football game at Sheffield FC, oldest football club in the world. I would say take a day trip out into the peaks. I would also say just, I don't know, just generally just walk around and just, oh my God, I'm actually struggling with this question. Like, it's such a weird, it's such a weird question because there's, there's loads going on in Sheffield, but it's like everything's so like, everyone's yeah. really together in what they do. Like it's yeah, not like. then you've got like certain things, you got like doc, you've got Sheffield Doc Fest, which is an international documentary festival. You've got so many interesting things that are happening in Sheffield, but if you had like a day, to visit and you just came to the tra train station, I would say go and have food at Jimmy's Kitchen on West Street, Turkish Place. Go around to like Millennium Galleries, Winter Gardens, take a bus out into the peaks. Probably just volunteer somewhere for an hour, see just some amazing projects. Is that your, is Jimmy's Kitchen your favorite place to eat in Sheffield? Currently, it's one of my favorite places. I've got, James, he's an interesting fact. I've only cooked twice since I've been Lord Mayor. Twice? Do you know what it is? And I'll tell you why. Because I've generally just not had the time to cook. Yeah. So I'm just eating out a lot. And it's not takeaway. I literally would just... I've, within the city centre, I've got a repertoire of four places that I eat. Where are the four? So let's give them a bit of promotion yeah. here. So like Bill's Restaurant. Yeah. Jimmy's Kitchen. Okay. Akbar's. Where's Akbar's? Akbar's is in like next to Devonshire Green across like... Oh, okay. Within that square bit there, which is Indian. And and maybe Lucky Fox as well. Ooh. What's your favourite meal then? Oh, okay. Death Row. Final meal, what would it be? I mean, there's going to be custard and flapjacks, actually. Yeah, actually. 100%. So, starter, I would have some hummus Ooh. with some focaccia bread. Yes. Some olive oil and some, like, black olive, some olives. And for my main, I'll have some slow-cooked lamb shank, roasted vegetables with mint gravy. Ooh. And for dessert, I'd have flapjack and custard. How do you ha how do you serve your flapjack and custard? Do you put flapjack in a bowl and custard over it, or do you no, dip? Do you know, do you... No, no, no. Do you know? Good question. This is a big debate. So, flapjacks. And so, that's what I do. I can. Right. Do you know what the difference between ambrosia custard and birds custard is? I mean, not that. I just pick up whichever one's cheapest at the time. Okay, so birds custard. It hasn't got any eggs in it, basically. Okay. Birds, like, so birds who actually created the custard. His wife was allergic to and eggs, so he's got no dairy in it. But, like, it depends how posh I'm feeling. I might get, like, the Tesco's finest fresh custard with that's Madagascan really vanilla. Ooh. Like, that's when I'm really spoiling myself. It's insane. If not, I'll stick with Ambrosia Devon custard. So I basically put that in a bowl and I kind of heat that up. But, like, don't you don't want to cook it because then I kind of get, like, Kind of lumpy, but it's hot enough, so it's nice. And then I get the flapjack and I put it in, and then I mush up the flapjack. <laughs> My friends what? hate it because it's like it looks like vomit. Imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> but honestly, it's just because I just like things to be even, not leaving any bit behind. So I like to like mush it all together. That is disgusting. <laughs> My mind is blown at this. I've been thinking about. It. I was like, you talk about custard quite a lot. How does this man eat the flapjack and custard? So now, I know, now we know. But then I also love sticky toffee pudding and custard. Ooh. Conflict tart and custard. Yes. Like custard, custard, custard. Anything with custard works. Anything with custard. Even cereal, I've replaced milk with custard. My dad genuinely will put will put custard with anything. He'll have like bread and butter pudding and custard. He'll have yeah. bananas and custard. Anything you can think of that shouldn't be with custard. Honestly, custard that's one of it. the best things about Britain is custard. <laughs> Britain is genuinely custard. 
<laughs> I can't even disagree. Genuinely, like you can't get it anywhere else in the world. It's just custard. What do you think of fish fingers and custard? Have you heard about this? No, so, I so it was. It was on. It was a uh, a Doctor Who thing. It was one of the old Doctors. I think it was Matt Smith, so the guy who's in the Crown now. And in the episode, he goes to a little girl's house and he gets a big bowl of custard and some fish fingers and scoops up the custard with fish fingers. Like the weirdest thing I ate is tuna and jam sandwiches. Why? <laughs> Do you think it was ketchup or something? And you're like, yeah, let's get that in there. No, no, no. It was like, just, I just thought I'd try it. Like, Have I you tried just, it since? No, it was just <laughs> a bit weird. I couldn't imagine you did. Yeah, it's been a quiet, it's been a quiet taste. I can't. I'm, I don't think it's what I'm going to be trying. Maybe the flapjack and custard when I get back in. But, I but don't so, think... do people actually try custard and fish fingers? Yeah, one of my flatmates tried it, and he quite likes it. He does it quite often. Well, do you know, well, this is what it is. Because again, we've all been socially conditioned to think certain things go with certain things. Why shouldn't we explore different? Well, there's there's loads of people that always dip fish, like they will dip chips and stuff from McDonald's in a McFlurry, which I always find really weird. But so many people do it. Nah, it's not for me though. I feel like people are trying to think it's like, oh, it's a mixture of sweet and savoury, so it works well, but... Nah. Have you had milk and coke? No. You, sound... you look so disturbed. I think, <laughs> I think at some point, I think I went to a party when I was in like, I was in sixth form and someone drank that. And the, I think the, the coke may have had vodka in it as well, but I just saw him run to the vomit, toilet and, yeah. and I was... You know what? I wasn't going to try that one. Yeah, I don't thought... give that a miss. I've never tried that to be Neither, honest. but it was... Like, Ooh. No... What's your favourite memory of being Lord Mayor? It's my favourite, gosh. It's really hard to pinpoint it down to... Do you know what, mate? Another problem that's been... I really haven't had much time to reflect. I was going to say, yeah, how much have you reflected? It's just been constant go, 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 go. So I really haven't had much time to reflect in the past year, I think, what has been my favourite moment. So... Next time you see me, you can ask me. I'll definitely. We'll come back and we'll come back once you've once you've left office, yeah, and we'll yeah, do another yeah, one. Yeah. And you could be like, "I hated this. Yeah. I'm never going to do that again." <laughs> well, that, what is your like? What's one thing you reckon you'll miss when you're no longer the mayor? Is it going to be driving, like someone driving you around? Is it going to be? Do you know, like that and the chain, I'm not going to miss. Like, I'm really, if you like, because it's I love the driver car and stuff like that, but it's sometimes I'm like, oh my god, they're literally having to wait outside, like doing nothing while I'm. I just feel a bit bad, but it's. I don't know, like, what I'll probably miss is, what am I actually going to miss? Like, practically, like, the Lord Mayor's Parlour is just a really lovely space to have 24-7, like, whether that be pre-drinks with friends, whether that to be, like, meetings or whatever. It's just literally the grandest room in the entire yeah. of Sheffield. It's crazy. Like, it's just massive. The space is great. But I, I t- like, I tend not to think of things like, oh, what am I going to miss? Thing. I just, like... Because I feel as if, like, anything I can miss, I'll just still be doing, or I'll just be doing in different capacities, so, yeah. Is the one thing you're going to be glad that you can do again, then? Is there something, is it driving? Is it not yeah. wearing the chain every day? Do you know what I feel? It's being able to order, like, like routine of some sort. Like, because, like, I just generally, like, being able to cook, like, having time to cook and whatnot. I, I don't think I could go, I don't think I could go that long without cooking. I think it drives me insane. Yeah, because I love to cook. But you know what it is? It's what's, like, the, what's the first meal you're going to cook when you can cook again? When, it, uh, when you're finished, when you, day one, day one of being a free Majid, what are you going to do? I'm going to make myself a steak pie. Like, Ooh, steak from, mushroom. Make oh, pa- yeah, I make, make my pastry, pastry myself. Ooh. I don't buy the just roll nonsense. No, I'm, I'm doing. I do that now because if I'm making anything, I'm like I've not got the time. Yeah, 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 exactly. So like, I just yeah, like that and probably, and um, probably a curry. Ooh, what sort of curry? Do you, what sort of curry do you make? What do you put in it? And um, my favorite curry, someone called lamb karahi, and uh, Okay. It's basically just got tender pieces of lamb in it. It's, it's not very saucy. It's got a bit of sauce wetness to it, but um, but yeah, man, I just. Indian's my favourite cuisine. How about you handle spice? The spice in the bag. Yeah. But you know what like people are about like Nando's? I always get Nando's, I always get mango and lime, right? Get mango and lime, but then I get the sauces. Okay. Right? Because it's like, well, I don't necessarily think hot is a flavour. Like I will just get yeah, the mango get and I'll just get the sauces kind of heated. Well, it. what really annoys me is that um, some of the Nando's you can't get the garlic one as like as the marinade on it for some reason. Okay. I don't know why. It's just for some reason that one of the ones in Leicester you can't get uh, you can't get garlic like wow. as the marinade, and that really bugs me because I want that, and then they can then put extra hot on it, or I could like yeah, yeah, and have yeah, the sauce yeah. on the side. But yeah, when I couldn't have garlic that one time, I was really upset, and I don't think I've gone back to that one now. I don't blame you, man. It's the best part, I think. Mm. But the ma- I had Nando's yesterday. 
I'm really jealous. Hernandez yesterday. What, what, thinking, what did you have yesterday? What was your, what was your Nando's order yesterday? And it was half a chicken, mango and lime, three sides, and chips without the peri peri salt. What? And yeah, I just um, said, yeah, I'm just, I just, and then I got the um, coleslaw, and I also because they had like a vegetable one because I don't eat enough vegetables, so I'm trying to pack in vegetables when I can, mm-hmm. and it was like a side of veg, like one of the kind of fine or fino oh, sides. Oh yeah, yeah, and um. How was that really? And I got some like wedges. Do you get the refill drink? No, do you know that I've been like been washing my diet quite. Recently. I actually don't drink fizzy drinks. I've not drunk really. I've not drank fizzy drinks for the past like five years. I need to stop just because the sugar intake. If I'm being yeah. honest with you, so I just drink water when I'm at Nando's. Respectable. I mean, cheaper as well. Thinking, yeah, yeah, thinking yeah, of the yeah. wallet. Exactly. So I think I, if I don't ask this, I'm gonna be really stupid. People are gonna be mad at me. <laughs> what is the plan for when you're no longer Lord? <laughs> What, like, can we get a scoop? <laughs> no one knows. The world, yeah. the world is wondering. Right, like the reason everyone's because I fucking no idea what I'm gonna do. Like, well, this is the thing because I was thinking this and I was like, what can, is there any link that's already out there that I can sort of like pull apart and ask you about? Yeah, like, and I was like, you could go into TV or something because everyone loves you. Are you gonna you, remain in politics? Like, it's sorry. No worries. Do you know what it is? It's like I've been. I, like there's just a lot of conversations, a lot of it, but it's like nothing's guaranteed, nothing's concrete. I don't know what it is I want to do, and hopefully it won't get into a situation where I'm with my chauffeur. It's like imagine it's the last day. Where do you want your drop off to be? Job center, please. Like, <laughs> hopefully, can, you, can you imagine? <laughs> like, hopefully it won't get into that situation. Has there been any offers? Like, not really. Like, kind of thing. It's, um, it's. Honestly, ask me like in a couple of weeks' time, and I feel like I'll have a better answer. See, I, I wrote my like the thing. What do you think? What could you see me doing? I could see you potentially in the next like four or five years being the leader of the Green Party if you stay in politics. Okay. I think that could be a trajectory point for you, and then potentially trying to run for prime minister. <laughs> if that's with the Greens, if you yeah. change allegiance and become a become a UKIP member out of oh, nowhere, kill me. change your yeah. alliance. Um, or you could go into TV and you could start doing documentaries and things. Do you know what? You could start doing... You, you can ask your members, like, like, if anyone's got any ideas, let me know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag get Majida job. Yeah. <laughs> Are you concerned? Yeah. Are you concerned that you like... No, do you know what it's like? I find it quite exciting not knowing what the heck I'll be doing. Like, I guess where a lot of people are naturally quite apprehensive about that like because i guess by having some sort of career plan of some sort of plan it provides security and stability and i completely get it but for me i just enjoy not knowing what i'm doing and taking opportunities and just seeing where life takes me see i find that really stresses me out like not know it the unknown it just destroys me and i become a mess yeah no so a lot of people same yeah. i dropped when i dropped out of university last year and i went back home i was sat there for like six months like what am i doing and i just lost i lost the plot <laughs> and since I've got to be like, just need to keep working, keep working. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So I can imagine you're in that same mindset. Yeah. Is there anything, is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything you want to get off your chest? Something that's burning a hole in you? Um, not that I can think of, in all honesty. I'm looking forward to going to a lot more gigs when I'm because I used to literally go to gigs Ooh. once a month. Okay. At least. What sort of gigs? What like, sort of gigs? Talking? Genuinely, like all sorts of gigs. Like I used to travel to go to Manchester quite a lot just because okay. a lot of like artists and bands used to come to Manchester. So I used to go on average once a month, literally from Nelly to Florence and the Machine to like I don't know. I just loved that aspect of just I don't know. I just love live music. So I think that's something I'm looking forward to just going out like I go to two festivals a year every year what festivals I assume tra- I'm assuming tramlines yeah and Lovebox in London okay I've been there for the past eight years it's just what sort of, what sort of things do you do at Lovebox so like they've got like the people get like Solange um, they get, she dropped a new um, album last week didn't she yeah you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet it's not bad it's not bad yeah and um, Childish Gambino like Frank Ocean like, it's just like quite alternative and it's like it's just great and it's it literally is a, it's always a case of I always get it even if I know who's if I don't know who's playing I just get it and and I've actually built friends from going there so often the same people go every year and it's just it's just really nice 
So that's the big plan. When you drop out, when you drop out of being the mayor, you're just going to become a gig. You're just going to attend all the festivals you can. All yeah. the festivals, all the gigs. Yeah. As much or as I you might, can. I might even just drop a mixtape. Can you imagine? <laughs> I think you should. I think we can record it in here. Just like you can come in here. We'll record surprise, it. Surprise, like. Have you ever ventured into music before? Okay. I've kind of like, I've, I've always been a bit musical in all honesty. What do you, do you play an instrument? Do you sing? Do you? Begin, I'm, guitar. But um, I've written quite a few songs here and there. <laughs> like, do you want to sing one now? <laughs> no, no, no. no it's, it's like, do you know it's like, you know, it's like it's, I think I'm, well, I'll probably do like, I'll probably end up taking a, about a week or but like a seven day break. Just chill out somewhere, probably go abroad. Don't know where. Yeah, probably. And then like, I probably want to just go off, just traveling for a bit as well. There's so many things I want to do, mate. I just have no idea. Clearly, you can tell I'm a bit confused. You, you just, I think you weren't <laughs> expecting that question, but now you're like, oh, no, what am I doing? Where's the next few months going to take me? Yeah, but I just put my faith in the world and just see what happens. I think that's, that's amazing. That's the best way you can do it, I think. Hmm. Is there one final thing you'd want to say to students before we end this interview? Do you know, honestly, like, university for me was probably the most crucial moment of period of my life because that's where I discovered myself the most. That's where I literally... The reason is because I genuinely took myself out of my comfort zone. I just try to throw myself at so many different environment situations, different learning about different things, joining different societies. Because the easy thing is just stay with your housemates, do what you're always doing whatnot. But like university is such a weird place if you think about it. You get a group of people from all around the world and you're meeting new people every day seeing people from different parts of the world, you don't get that when you go to the real life world because you just go, you do, you do your job, you got your family, your friends and your work colleagues and you've got a couple of like, it's it's such an, a great opportunity to really do things. I would also just take yourself out of your comfort zone. Definitely. That's brilliant. I want to just say personally, thank you for this. No, I've thank loved you having so you come much, in. mate. You have, um, when I decided I wanted to come do journalism, I made a list of all the people I wanted to interview some of which just never, like the rocks on the list. Like I'm not. <laughs> but it's good to have first, him on the list. The first name on the list is Sheffield Lord Mayor Majid Majid. So the no, first, thank I will you, show man. you that. The tick, the first tick is on there. No, thank We've you so much. We've secured the first much, interview. Really. I've thank loved it. So thank much. you so much, man. Pleasure's mine.